Yes, your boy Crypto Blood, and welcome to another kicking it session, guys. I have the Vinji J15, legendary, the man, the myth, the legend. This guy popped up in my recent YouTube suggested video feed, maybe about two weeks ago, out of nowhere. Never heard of this guy. And you know, I'm seeing videos from like four or five years ago talking about Bitcoin. So I'm like, oh God, what is this about? So uh, great to have you. A lot of people in my social media followers have been asking us to get together and chat. And so, man, glad to have you on. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me on, Crypto Blood, man. It's it's kind of overwhelming. I mean, I, I've been talking about cryptos, gold, and silver for quite some time. And Oh, we Nobody got wanted to hear to about, about it. Yeah, for quite some time, right? So yeah. So did, did you do some type of like uh, hack to get your videos to just pop up? Because every I swear it happened. Everyone in my circle said, "Dude, have you heard about this?" Like even people who are are part of my trading group, they're like, "Have you heard of this uh, Da Vinci J guy?" I'm like, "No, he just popped up out of nowhere." So what happened? Do you know? Just yes, I do actually. If okay. uh, if you, uh, I'll, I'll provide you the link, but basically um, uh, three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, um, I got back from Miami and a friend of mine said, hey, Da Vinci, do you know that uh, everybody on Reddit is starting to talk about you? Mm. Saying that this guy, you know, he's been he's been right about everything, even 9-11 and stuff like that. Oh. Like the- <laughs> 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 and I'm like, Okay, I gotta. I had to set the record straight on what was correct, what was not correct, because like they were treating me like some oracle. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and it was just ridiculous. But, but uh, the internet to do that like, to you. But watching my videos like yeah. crazy, my old videos like crazy, uh, because of that Reddit post, and then I just took off from there, started doing interviews and man like the, the i just can't believe i have fifty thousand subscribers and what did you start like how how many did you have prior to this whole reddit uh thing went i started went with uh, i had like eight thousand actually my height okay. was like twelve thousand but since i started talking about crypto it started going down really <laughs> so yes okay and people were like uh you know posting negatives on like uh dislikes on my my videos for quite some time that's why nobody saw me, right? Uh, yes. Post talking about crypto for quite some time, and uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's the reason why uh, I was like a nobody for for a very very long time. Well, you're you're now the man in crypto, so everyone's <laughs> after you. Like I said, I don't really, you know, I don't go after people to do interviews. It just happens organically. I think Dog Barker on Twitter, uh, you know, added both of us, and then you responded. And I'm like, hey, you know, since he responded, uh, you know, let's see what we can do here. So tell us about your background, like professionally. Are you are you tech guy? Are you, you know, kind of give me some background, because to me, I ask people that that are in crypto, really people who because you've been in crypto, what, since 2010? So, well, you, yeah, actually, 2011, 2011. So very early um i got in 2013 but it's a special type of person to actually uh gravitate toward crypto i believe you've got to have some uh, knowledge of financial markets what's wrong with them you got to have a little tech savvy you know you got to be technical as well so kind of give me your background and and we can kind of go from there 
Yeah, well, I've been a software developer uh, since it. I was like, <laughs> 11 years old. Okay. I, my first computer was a VIC-20 with 5K RAM. Now, imagine that. That's uh, like an email, right? Yeah. <laughs> it would wipe that thing out. Yeah. And I remember upgrading to Commodore 64, and that had 64K RAM, and I thought, bottomless. <laughs> Man. And, and today, of course, you know, we got computers with 32 gigs of RAM and stuff like that. Um, now, uh, I, I've, I've been programming since I was a kid. I, I mostly made programs for myself. Uh, because I, I didn't know how to sell them. I just built like little programs here and there. I made some big games for myself. I made uh, a text editor, right? Mm -hmm. That was uh, basically a DOS. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been always programming my entire life, basically. And then I got a job at uh, Lores Technologies, and I've been working at Lores. Uh, I was working at Lores for 17 years. I was actually the person who wrote the program File Nexus. I'm sure they're not going to like that, but it's <laughs> <is that> true. <laughs> you're an entrepreneur, they will call you. You know, they, yes. they, they take all your ideas and you profit none. Yep. Exactly, exactly. They, they've made uh, millions from that, that software because I wasn't part owner on that. But anyways, I got into crypto and gold and silver and things started doing well. And I wanted to leave. I always wanted to leave Canada because like, taxes are at 50%. So you know, I decided to leave. And that, that's that's just one of the many reasons why I left, but uh, that's the only reason I'm willing to discuss right now on this show. Um, and I decided to live in Chile. And the reason why I decided to live in Chile is because um, Chile, obviously, low taxes, lower taxes than Canada. And it's uh, it's basically an area that, no matter what happens around the world, everybody forgets about Chile. And Chile continues to move on, uh, not realizing any kind of economic disruption, wars, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's a, and then they're, they're a growing society. Uh, things have improved monumentally even since I got here. Hmm. Uh, the, the before I was the only black guy around, right. <laughs> and people were like high fiving. Black guys were high fiving me, hey, man. That's crazy. <laughs> I saw one or two. Right. And uh, people would even ask me, ask me to stop me on the street for a photo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I need to move there. Black people are famous. I need to move there then. <laughs> if I can get love like that, walking down the street. Exactly. It's that's crazy. crazy. It's opposite to North America, yeah, where you yeah. walk into a store and they suspect the other guy of stealing, not you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah, you know, I was talking to some buddies of mine and, you know, we're educated black men and, you know, the the microaggression that we deal with on a daily basis is crazy. So that's that's interesting to hear that about how Chile, Chile and the, the culture is down there. Chile also has, um, has correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but Chile has a pretty good natural resource uh, industry as well. Is it is it oil? Right? Actually, it's copper. Copper, okay, okay. Industry. But they have lots of uh, natural minerals and, and uh, there are lots of mining here, gold mining and so forth. Okay. okay. And they have lots of solar power since it's mostly desert here. Mm. Okay, okay. So you're down in Chile. You're, uh, I don't know if you follow my buddy. I've interviewed and followed Jim Willie for, for years. He, he's, uh, he's a little north of you. 
Um, but uh, yeah, man, a lot of people, a lot of Americans and North Americans, period, are, are just kind of leaving the countries uh, of, of North America. Um, tell us about your introduction into cryptos. How did you find it? What was that day, that time? What happened? Well, you know what, before I go on to that, I want to say that I do read a lot of Jim Willie stuff, and uh, I think he's a great guy. I, I, I haven't read anything lately from him. I want to get back into it because uh, I love reading his stuff. But anyways, um, going right along, um, I started, I, get it, I got into crypto back in March of 2011 because I, before then I was doing YouTube videos mm -hmm. talking about gold and silver because I got into um I got into crypto because of because of my knowledge of the monetary system. Yes. And the reason, the reason I got to the, the how I got into the knowledge of the monetary system was back in 2008. Um, I was pretty much a socialist, and then uh, I, I watched this interview of this no this um, uh, what was it called? It was a debates. It was a presidential debates and Republican debates. I don't know how. I don't remember exactly, but I saw. This this one guy named Ron Paul. Yes. Said that yes. our financial system is a fraud. It transfers wealth from the poor and the middle class to the rich. And I was like, what? Yep. <laughs> that can't be. The government's not gonna do that. <laughs> right. That's what that like that's what what happened with me. I, I went down the rabbit hole in two thousand eight because the whole financial crisis, I saw we were doing TARP, I saw we were doing bailouts. I'm like, wait a minute, like, how could we go from such a rosy picture to we're on the brink of death the next day? Like something, there's an illusion there. There's a veil um, that that's blocking the truth out there for the masses. And so that was how I kind of went down the rabbit hole myself. But uh, yeah, continue. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no problem. <clears throat> no problem. Yeah, exactly. And actually, it was actually 2007, really, that I got the, the I heard the video. And I remember it was November. 2007, and I was like then studying. Uh, uh, then I started studying uh, what was it called? The monetary system. Looked up for books. I found this book called um, "The Creature of Jekyll Island." Read yes. that whole book. G. Edward Griffin. Yeah, read that as well. Excellent book. Yeah, that was a hard read, but man, it was worth worth the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I gained a lot of knowledge from that. A lot of insight of how our our financial system works. And then I decided to go crazy about studying every single thing about the banking system, studying their balance sheet, everything. And then I saw what was about to happen in 2000, 2008, in September 2008. And uh, I wish I'd done videos beforehand um, so that I had some proof that I did know about that, but I wasn't into the video things. I was just watching other people's videos and uh, doing my own research. And, and then, uh, I realized, oh my God, the whole banking system is about to collapse in September. And I actually took a week off of you. If uh, if you guys want, I'm sure if you call anybody at Loris Technologies that's still there, uh, they'll remind, they'll tell you that uh, they were laughing at me when I said, "Hey, the whole financial system is going to collapse. All the banks are going to collapse, and I'm just going to go home and watch it all." And they're like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Mm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> when you're con when you're contrary, you know, you're, you're, you're they they laugh at you, you know, when you when you're contrary to popular belief, man, you get ridiculed. It's it's crazy. It's just crazy how humans humans work, man. 
Yeah, actually, one person bet me one dollar, one loony, that that was not going to happen just as a fun bet. And then he was like, I guess I owe you a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was so funny. <laughs> So, so kind of uh, give us your your introduction to to the crypto side. Yeah, that kind of led up to you know you understanding what what was really going on with this space, man, and the monetary yeah, system. So, so basically, yeah, I, I started doing videos in uh, at the end of two thousand eight and talking about gold and silver because I wanted to to let people know what was going on and how to save money. Uh, for the future uh, and prevent their financial system from, from robbing them. And uh, the best way to do that is to not actually have a job. Nine to five is actually have a business that you get paid. And um, because your employer is going to, not going to raise your salary as fast as inflation is. But if you're your own business, you can Very raise your, your in income a lot faster with inflation than you could otherwise and um, some for some people that's not an option but uh, if it's not then the best way to deal with that is to, to save in gold and silver or any other asset that you can you know that you're going to sell be able to sell in the future right away um, it could be art it could be uh, uh, you know uh, cars and stuff like that uh, fancy cars that you know that you've, you've built up it doesn't matter as long as you know that you they have, it can retain value. Uh, protect against inflation, right? Um, but don't save in the dollars. Don't save on uh, on the in the market because the market's just there to take your money. Yes. And so, so yeah, uh, one person uh, sent me a message saying, "Hey, Da Vinci, what do you think about Bitcoin?" And immediately I said, "Scam." I, I'm a software developer. I know that uh, no one has solved the double spend problem. Right. I'm going to prove to you that this is a scam. And so I started reading the white paper, looked at the source code, and I'm like, oh my God. Damn, they did it. <laughs> they did it. Not really. <laughs> it's at the bottom of the market. It's like at the you're getting in at the very yeah. bottom, practically. Mm -hmm. Perfect and, timing. Uh, like, you know, I, I remember doing that video. You know, every once in a while, you come across something that will make you rich in the future because you just bought a little bit of it in the past. This is one of them. And thumbs down. Oh, my God. What the hell are you talking about? You're crazy. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I just had an interview uh, on a podcast about two hours prior to doing this. And uh, I was telling this guy, he's a pretty early adopter as well. And I was telling him, it's so funny. How and I'm sure you can attest to this, man. When I found out about Bitcoin, it was literally at night. It was like at 1 a.m. at night. I was I was reading Zero Hedge, and they did an article about this. I don't know how the hell I never saw a Bitcoin article on Zero Hedge before then, but that's when I found it. That's when I read it, and that night I went out and 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 uh, purchased. I used BitInstant to uh, get in there and fund my account with Mount Gots, but. I tell I tell I told him this. I said, "Man, back then I couldn't give away Bitcoin. I literally would tell people about it, sit them down, help them understand the concept, and they did not want they didn't even want to take it." And it, it was so funny how it transitioned from them not even caring about it, didn't want to hear about it to in 17 in last year 
uh, man, I got everyone coming at me asking me, hey, I, I remember you, you used to be at the cigar lounge telling everyone to buy Bitcoin. Can you hook me up? Can we sit down? I'm like, no, I don't, I don't have time. Yeah, like, like, do your research. I tried to help you out five years ago. No, I'm sorry. You got to do it on your own now. But uh, was that something that you kind of witnessed in the years? Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. For example, some of my, my really close friends, right, uh, they pretty much ignored me and, uh, and thought I was crazy. Um, uh, I remember uh, this one guy, uh, Stan, he, he, um, I told him about Bitcoin at $3 and he, he was like, yeah, I guess I'll get some. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, it, it went up to $5 and he's like, forget it. No. This went up too fast, too far. Yeah, 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 yes, yes, yeah, man. Oh my god! And then he he forgot about it um, until like uh, 2013, and that's when he got in. I was like, oh my god, I made a mistake. I should have got it. Yeah. Crazy, <laughs> it was, man. But you know, know who, you know who publicly is the worst. And and he's a smart guy. I, I and I watch him every whenever he does a podcast. I watch this guy, Peter Schiff. This guy has known about Bitcoin, I think since three dollars, four dollars, something like that. Yes, and exactly. now he's touting. He's out here touting how Bitcoin. I told you guys, Bitcoin is going to crash. It's going to zero. It may have a little bounce, but it's still going to zero. I'm like Peter, you're telling people if you would have bought at three dollars. Or told your subscribers to buy just a little bit at three dollars, they would be they would think you were a god. Like you know what I'm saying? You can't come on now in a bear market and say, "Look, it's going to zero When the opportunity to to make money thus far, I think it'll be more opportunity in the future. But the opportunity is has been once in a lifetime, you know. So I I just think yeah. Peter Schiff, man, he's. All that time, and I wasn't every show that he did back then, and I uh, still do. And he he was bashing bitcoins all the way up, all the way down, all the way up again, all the way down again. Exactly, all the way up. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like, are you not you're not seeing the what? Everybody else is seeing. <laughs> no, but the thing is, it's called cognitive dissonance. He's smart, man. He's a smart guy, but he's got cognitive dissonance when it comes to this technology. And even in the the, I'm sure you saw the interview he did with Eric Voorhees. Not interview, but the debate he had with Eric Voorhees. Yeah. Um, he brought up some great points, but I think Eric answered and and really came back at him with even better points. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah, the debate was pretty solid. Um, I, I, I find that uh, he, he avoids saying stupid things on debates like Ponzi scheme and stuff like that, because that will just make, the, I mean, you, you lost the debate, right? Because yeah. then you don't know what a Ponzi scheme is, right? Right, because right, you, right. It requires More money somebody in. to invest in it and say that they're going to pay you in return. Yes. There is no promise of return. With Bitcoin, it's a digital right. asset, right? It's not not exactly. necessarily yielding anything, but it's exactly. it's mirroring just like what he's pushing gold. It's 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 the digital form of gold. It's gold 2.0, which is better, right? Anything 2.0 means and insinuates that it's better than 1.0. So uh, exactly. yeah, 
Yeah, man. So I hope I don't know. Do you think he'll ever ever admit it? I don't think so, man. No, no, no. Because um, uh, Tolstoy once said that you know uh, the, he's known people who are very smart, very intelligent, and they would uh, they are very proud of what they know and they uh, what they've taught others. But when you try to explain something very basic and obvious to them, they're unable to see it because it it goes against what they've already taught other people, and they can never change. And and it's going to be very hard for him because he's very successful with what he knows and what he's taught. You know, he's a very successful guy. Exactly. Um, and so that's what that's what makes it impossible for him to ever see right. what Bitcoin is. And, uh, and it's kind of sad. I mean, I hope I I hope I never get like that. Oh my God, it's kind of scary. <laughs> right? I tried. That's, yeah, you know, I, I tried to always um, question everything, challenge even my own uh, understandings about things to try to keep myself out of that. You know, it's hard, but that's the only way you can do it is to always question everything and be open to debate. I love debating. I love having debates with individuals, not arguments, but debates because it, it helps point out some things that in my uh, thought process that may be lacking. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to, to de uh, debate anything because I want to know the truth. And that's the only way to, to come to the truth is that you hear somebody else's points and you hear another side's points. And then you, and then you, you make up your own mind basically, because, you know, <clears throat> you have to base it on based on what you already know. Right. And, and sometimes you'll make the wrong decisions and sometimes and, and some, I hopefully you make the right one. Right? Yeah, but that's, absolutely. that's the way you, that's why we have debates and we discuss things in order to figure out which way is the best way to go. Yeah, because if not, if no debate happens, you have an echo chamber, and and, exactly. and you you look like Peter Schiff. <laughs> 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 so let's talk about um, early days of Bitcoin, man. I don't get a chance to talk to people. First of all, I have I don't think I've ever interviewed anyone. Oh no, Brock Pierce is not. He I don't think he got in. He just got in with a lot of money, um, but. I don't think I've talked to anyone who has been in cryptos uh, longer than I have. So I love picking people's brains and, and, and really seeing. So tell me today, contrast, compare it, contrast, uh, Bitcoin today, cryptocurrencies today, uh, to when you got into the space in 2011. Well, obviously, there was not many things you can buy. I remember you could only buy, like, there was one store that was selling alpaca socks and stuff like that. yeah 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 <laughs> and uh you couldn't get amazon gift certificates and it was just mostly the dark web that was using it right. with silk road that was the actual had the most transactions uh was silk road back in 2011 into 2012 and it was mostly criminals because you know it, it was uh there's a new thing that was actually working and it was secure mm -hmm. and uh and accomplished what what uh, what people what anybody would use is for for money. They they could store wealth. They could transfer it anywhere in the world, and uh, and uh, purchase goods without you know the the banking system knowing and the government knowing. And so it works exactly like cash. So it was obvious this was like a internet money that people could use for me at least. But back in the days, I remember um, uh, people would uh, make fun of me, calling it shitcoin and mm. 
calling it uh, 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 Magic the Gathering yeah. uh, money because, you know, Empty Gox, Gox was Magic the Gathering. Yeah, sure was. Sure was. <laughs> I don't know if people know that, but if you don't, Mount Gox used to be a place where you traded uh, cards, right? Yeah, the Magic the Gathering yeah. cards, yes. So I was constantly made fun of, like, uh, nonstop in those, th those days. And I just rolled with it. Uh, I sometimes make jokes with people saying, oh, here's a Bitcoin, magic Bitcoin, into, and place some, nothing into their hand, basically. Because, you know, that's how they felt it was. And uh, I knew it was some more than, than something. But you know what? I, I, I'm not, I don't want to, uh, I didn't want to, like, you know, get on people's nerves. If they already made up their mind, you know what? I'm just going to have fun with them and, uh, and do your thing and move on right yeah and, uh, <clears throat> basically i i believe in one thing whenever i have an argument with people against gold silver and bitcoin because i get i have i have a lot of arguments with uh, gold i used to say listen you know what at the end of the day i've chosen gold and silver as my money and now i've also uh, chosen bitcoin and i could be wrong but you know what let's let reality be our final arbiter mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah only time will tell. Yeah, just let time reveal. And and so far it has revealed that uh, Bitcoin and gold and silver are, are still money, you know. Um, so do you think, I'm going to put you on the spot here with this one here. You, you're early adopter. You read the white paper. Is Bitcoin, what back then, is it still that today? the original no. okay so explain because no. I, I agree no it's it's now um it's no longer uh, a cash system which what satoshi really wanted it to be mm -hmm. um and if he was still around he would probably be a little bit upset upset at the lightning network yes um i think there should be another option for um for scaling um i think they should have like come up with something if they didn't agree with uh, increasing the block size i agree with the issues with increasing the block size but <clears throat> i was just doing some paper math with my brother just the other night and let's just say you wanted to get up to thirty thousand transactions per second like like um visa uh, or what's it called? visa yeah and mastercard mm -hmm. you would need block size of two gigabytes just over two gigabytes in order to 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 do that, so what's so what is that uh, your, your transfer? It, our current transfer, our highest transfer rate is one gigabyte per second uh, across the internet mm -hmm. in general. I mean, there's higher, but in general, is one gigabit. People, I, I know my home, my home is almost at one gigabit. Mm -hmm. uh, in Canada, everybody has one gigabit. Yeah. And so, what's what's the transfer rate of one gigabit? It's a hundred megabytes per second so that two gigabyte file two gigabyte uh what's it called block would take about uh 20 seconds mm -hmm. to up to download onto your to your to your system mm -hmm. that's a lot that's a lot but it's still doable you understand yeah it's a lot but then it's not just that it's not just that because you have to upload that two gigabyte file to everybody else, to all the rest of your neighbors. Yeah. 
So you could say you could probably uh, end up transferring additional, uh, uh, I don't know, five times more in uh, for, per, per block. And I get it. That, when you think about it, those are very large numbers, they are. especially if that's happening every 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. But we're forgetting that the Internet's not staying still. Unlike the block size, the internet is not staying still. It's increasing exponentially the speed. It's not like it's not Moore's law speed. Uh, it's not the speed of Moore's law, but you know it's it's a decent. Hey, it's and, more, hey, and if hey. we can, if we can get this here uh, quantum computer uh, systems going, where we have non-locality uh, communication. It'll all be instant at some point, right? So that would definitely eliminate that that bottleneck, that that part of the issue with speed. Yeah, I don't think that's quantum computing, though. There is another science behind that where where we can actually change a molecule from another side of the world from here instantaneously. Uh, I remember reading about that somewhere, but I can't remember what the exact detail. Yeah, it deals with quantum yeah, physics, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 they're working on it. They're working on it. Yeah, exactly. So they've already done it. They've proved it with a light, light yes. source. They were able to, to change the light source on another side of the I world. I saw that. I saw that. Right. And so, I mean, can you imagine? Uh, <laughs> instant <laughs> zero ones. Yeah, I mean, it'd be instant. It's crazy. So, so to 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 uh, re to keep the block size fixed is wrong. Mm -hmm. Wrong. 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 Mm -hmm. There should be like maybe a slow increase, a, 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 an increase where you can go, okay, well, you know what? It's every 10 years, every five years. I don't know. We just work some out, work out the exact numbers on what that should be uh, based on, uh, based on the, so, the growth system. So I, I, and then, yeah, I totally agree with you. So my next question is then the reason that the core group kept it at one megabyte was do you think there was some nefarious reasons behind that i personally think it, it was i don't think it was just out of ignorance and them being stubborn what do you no, think no. <clears throat> because um software developers um they think in more complex terms the more they try to look Ahead. they try to yeah uh, got to. plan for every single thing and they get confused about the basics they don't they ignore the basics and they they try to come up with some grand scheme right that's way better than than anything but anybody else could have thought of not thinking well well if you just you know did that mm -hmm. <laughs> it would work right? Right. <laughs> they want to do something bigger right if you just did this little thing it worked and i i get fall i fall into that trap as a developer yeah. all the time all the time, I, 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 I as for example, I've written an incompression algorithm, and I wanted to get it so perfect that my employer just said, "Well, wait a minute. If you just do this, this little thing, right?" Because he pointed out what I was explaining what the problem was in the compression algorithm. It will solve what we need, and you don't need to to solve the rest of the problems because mm -hmm. it's just overkill. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. So it, I believe it was just they they went into an overkill mode, and um, 
and I, I'm I'm concerned. I'm I'm very concerned about the direction of Lightning Network. Very concerned. Okay, so let's talk about that because I am too. Um, it kind of goes to your whole thing about trying to, you know, solve every possibility. I feel like when you add additional layers, it just opens everything up to more vulnerabilities to the network and security. What if you're more of a technical person than I am? Kind of give me your concerns about the Lightning Network. Well, that is true in a sense, but these the, the Lightning Network code, the code behind Lightning Network is really good, as far as I could tell. I haven't looked at everything, and I wanted I want I need to spend a lot of time on it because it's massive and uh, and very complex. But but uh, it, it, the thing is, it does work in a sense. All the back end works really well, and I'm like, great. But now, it's scalable though. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. Uh, uh, when you go to use it as a person who's using it, this is what you see. Forget all the, the what you've heard about, you know, opening a channel and all that kind of crap. That's, really <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> That's for developers, right? Yeah. You want to know? Okay, I've got ten bitcoins now, and I'm going to send Bob one, right? Okay. How do I send Bob one? Okay. Bob, can you send me an invoice so I can send you one Bitcoin? Mm -hmm. Send you an invoice and you pay that invoice. And I'm like, okay. Well, I want to, like, I gave Bob the one Bitcoin and I, you know what? I, I want to give Bob a little bit more because I like that guy. Mm -hmm. I got to call him up again in order to get another invoice. And it's not a surprise anymore if I wanted to surprise him because I don't have an account in order to send him the Bitcoins. Right. You see the problem there? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's from, a, exactly. That's from a front end uh, perspective. Exactly. Not opening channels and stuff. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's, that's how you use it as a front end user, as a front end direct user. But, but then, that's but all. then here's, here's why I feel like there may be some nefarious kind of um, ulterior motive going on with the whole lightning network because then they'll say well just you can route it through this central hub that you know some of the bigger guys will have where you can route things through to other individuals wouldn't that be a possibility no the hubs you can the, the hubs are just part of the background uh, um, protocol don't worry you're trying that's like trying to understand tcpip and figure out exactly how your switches work, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's rid ridiculous for you to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so forget about that. Mm -hmm. Look at how you use it on a day-to-day -day basis. On a day-to-day -day basis, you cannot send somebody else Bitcoins without notifying them to send you an invoice. That's critical. And so it does work in a sense, in a business sense, and because these guys were thinking, well, this is for businesses, so we're going to design it for businesses, not thinking about the average user. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, I want to send Susie uh, because Susie needs some money and uh, she's in school and, you know, she's busy in class. She can't open up a uh, invoice for me to, uh, so I can pay it. I mean, you didn't think about that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's a critical issue. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are your thoughts, man? You're OG in the game. <laughs> you know, the altcoin sector. 
this is altcoin 2.0 for most people. They don't they don't know that altcoin 1.0 was your feather coins, your name coins, your remember all of those. <laughs> oh yeah, I was <laughs> uh, I was a bit maximalist for quite some time. Oh, you were okay, okay, okay. So, and, but then I, but uh, I, I, I liked Namecoin when, it, when I didn't like Litecoin, but I loved Namecoin when it came out, and so I mined the snot out of Namecoin. Good, and good concept, up, right? Using DNS, yeah. On an exchange called BitParking because it collapsed when I went to trans trade trade that out because like uh, come on, half a million dollars, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, right. I was, I was like, no way. The guy lost all private keys. He had no backups. And I lost all my money. God. Yeah, man. Back then, the, the pools were it, man. Those different pools. P, uh, F2, F2 pool. I used to mine all. My I, my mining, for I kind of got into the mining into, from, uh, from Litecoin. So I started mining Litecoin at 55 cents. And man, I, that was a very lucrative thing. And I reinvested my money and bought more mining rigs and or built more mining rigs. At that point, ASICs hadn't hit the scene yet in the uh, in the altcoin game yet. But uh, yeah, man. So with this altcoin 2.0, what do you think? Like a lot of those coins that we talked about, they're not even around anymore. And we thought they were going to be just it, man. I knew a guy that had a, like over a million dollars in world coins and he put it on a hard cold wallet and said he was going to forget about it and never touch it so <laughs> so what's going to happen i think man i'm telling you the same thing is going to happen this go around with with the altcoin uh sector um but i think what's different this time is that we actually have some coins or tokens the tokens i think may have a little bit more life in it what do you think about the alt altcoin 2.0 game well i i think uh, that uh, a lot of the cryptocurrencies are going to go close to zero when it comes to to uh cr2 coins they'll probably have like very little value or no value because the cr20 cr20 uh ecr20 oh sorry <laughs> erc20 uh, yeah yep. yeah ecr20 coins yes uh, those coins, are pro those tokens, will probably be around for quite some time because you know, um, because they 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 have like the, the the network behind them, and then mm -hmm. obviously you just have to pay the gas and move them. But uh, they could probably go to zero or close to it, and most of these those those tokens. And I would say that the majority of all the tokens will have little or no value. So please, do not hold. Hoddle right, every right, right. single <laughs> cryptocurrency that's out there. At least do that. Do yourself a favor. If you buy some and it doubles, sell half and maybe keep the rest. Okay, there you fine. go. Please get your money back. Please, yes. just just that. Do that for me, please. Yeah, get your money back. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm telling you, man. You got a lot of people. And I, I try to explain to them like like that's like you being a, a a Netscape maximalist or being all in on Netscape when it first came out. Like Netscape is nowhere to be found. This is how many of these because we're so early. We're still early. It's ten years into this space. This is a new yeah, asset sir? class. A new it's a new a whole bunch of new things. It's a paradigm shift. So we're very very early in this game with regards to crypto. So don't be married to any one coin 
Uh, that's what I tell people as well. And as, you, as you stated, and I told people in 2017, I told them, take profits, take profits all the way up. You don't know where the top is. Don't try to time the top because you never, the people that actually get out at the top are just the, someone had to be the one at the top to get out. <laughs> and they were just the ones. So, yeah, I agree with you, man. I definitely agree. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, definitely sell and take profits, just like you said. Because uh, a lot of people uh, have sent me emails saying, man, I had $12 million in, at the top of Bitcoin. And now I only got a half a million and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, uh, now they're selling at the bottom, really. Yeah. Uh, close to it. And it's it's so sad, right? Because they, they didn't take profits when they had such a huge profit. Yeah. Like, See, it's, hey, it's called you, it's called unrealized profits for a reason. <laughs> they're un, <laughs> they're not real. <laughs> they're unreal. So they're not realized until you actually pull the trigger on that. Uh, what what are your frustrations with the space right now, man? It, again, com- kind of comparing, contrasting, you know, the game and crypto uh, years ago and what we have today, especially with the social media. It's a lot of. A lot of traders that came up uh, in 2017, they swear they, they were just like Oracle gods with trading. Everyone's a trader now, so on and so forth. What are your thoughts about, uh, or frustrations, I should say, with the crypto space today? The fraud. There's a lot okay. of fraud in it. So you, uh, when you get into an altcoin, um, expect it to be a, a fraudulent altcoin first mm-hmm. and treat it as such. So that means you're gonna. It could. It's probably gonna go to zero, mm-hmm. and you're gonna sell half when it doubles. And if it doubles again, you sell half again. Mm-hmm. Make sure you start profits, right? Because like, uh, there's so much fraud in this space, and I don't like it when, when people come. When when uh, the worst part of it is the uh, the one coins, the big connects, right? Uh, oh, tell you know about that. Man. So they go after old people, and they. They take all their money and and it's so sad. It's it so is. sad. It is. It is. I warned people about that big connect stuff, man. Just saw it, it was gonna be a disaster and it and it did. It ended up imploding. Um and, and I'm just like I said, I personally just don't like the 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 the, the attitude of the individuals. We didn't really touch on this, but the attitude of the uh crypto individual today in this space is is all about um what's the next bitcoin when's the next moon so on and so forth instead of thinking about how are we going to um ring fence ourselves against the next financial crisis that's going to come how are we going to be a better system than the the current banking system like those were the the things at least when i got into crypto we talked about how are we going to be separate from the government? How are we going to be self-sufficient? All that stuff was, re- was really kind of the primary thing and making money was secondary. Um, it, it's been totally flipped now. And so do you think the infiltration of Wall Street, the government trying to do these regulations, you've got uh, companies. <laughs> I, I always laugh when I see P, uh, like PR lines or headlines about Google patent new black blockchain technology. Cisco patents new like patent patents and blockchain and open source are just like water and oil. They don't even mix. <laughs> so it, just, <laughs> it cracks me up because I think people still don't have the full concept of 
what this what blockchain is yeah i mean if you uh you could, you could create a blockchain um and blockchain existed before uh satoshi uh created it he just it was just a method of uh creating code it just it's an inefficient means of uh of storing uh records yeah uh, it's very inefficient unless you're trying to decentralize the the, the system mm-hmm. and so by uh uh by for example ibm and and Google and uh, banks using this blockchain and having a private blockchain system, uh, basically what they've created is just a database. A database, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a very inefficient database. As uh, Andres, Andreas Antonopoulos would like to say, very inefficient database. Yeah. And, uh, and and I agree with him because it's, it's, it's ridiculous to say, okay, well, my blockchain, well, it's it's uh, we've secured internally, and I'm like what, what, just just you know what, you could do the same thing in a database. You know that you don't have to put together a blockchain, a MongoDB or something like, like that, and just yeah, right. You can say that okay, the previous record let's add up to the last records and yeah. use a use a, like a hash that, uh, right. that adds all up, like and it's a way faster and more efficient. <laughs> Man. So what are your uh what do you think about uh 2019 man um what what is it going to be for cryptos for bitcoin do you think wall street is is really going to uh, go ahead and dip their toe in i personally think they kind of got scared of 2018 and the violent moves in bitcoin to the downside they don't really like that the institutional investors you know, you have a 15 per you see how they're acting on CNBC right now. We're like, what, uh, 19% away from all time highs. And they're just like the world is ending. So what do you think 2019 brings uh, both institutionally and uh, kind of in the private sector? Well, you know, institutionals, institutional investors uh, made their run up in 2017 and profited from that run up mm-hmm. all, all the way down because they this is, this is, you could see it because CNBC was like, uh, like practically Bitcoin CNBC. Like yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Yeah. So they were, they were pushing this thing all the way up and all the way back down. And, uh, and they're the biggest beneficiaries right, right now. And they are going to uh, use this system to, to benefit, profit from it going forward. So, you know, they're not, they're not gone. And they'll tell you, say, you, you can see, I can see in 2019, there's going to be some positive news. There's going to be some bad news. I, I'm kind of feeling that, that if they can't push Bitcoin down, they are going to take out Tether. They will, they're going to call Tether. They're going to get the government to say, Hey, Tether is, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, what's it called? Oh man, counterfeiting. Mm-hmm. Counterfeiting the U.S. dollar, mm-hmm. or is money laundering, and they're mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. I'm, that that type of angle and attack toward tether. I'm surprised that 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 the U.S. Yeah. government hasn't done that yet. To be honest with you, and then and then Bitcoin will collapse mm-hmm. in in a final blaze of glory to the to the uh, to to its ultimate bottom, and then that's the capitulation bottom that we're waiting mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. And, it's the time to buy. Mm. 
So what, what what do you do? You have a price on your capitulation moment for for Bitcoin? It's it's a it's a it's a guess. It's a big guess. Of course, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I've seen I've seen some. I can put together some charts on that, uh, but uh, it's around a thousand dollars. I would say anywhere between a thousand and fifteen hundred dollars is where. So is, are you here? Are you? Do you follow that whole? That whole hyperwave thing—that's I think what the hyperwave model is saying: fifteen hundred, a thousand. But I'm telling you, man, mm -hmm. we go below three thousand. It, it, man, that's going to be a problem, in my opinion. No. no, it's not. Why is it a problem? Because, like, I don't think if we go to a thousand, that will be the biggest retracement in Bitcoin's uh, history, right? Percentage-wise. Yep. Within yes, that, and that would be without like the 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 biggest one was from a technical issue with Bitcoin. There was an actual bug that made everyone panic, and you know you could double spin and all that. That that was I think ninety six percent. So if we see that type of percentage uh, loss, I'm thinking like there's something wrong. What what's what's going on here? You know what I mean? That's how I'm looking at it. I think three K no. is a floor in my opinion. No, I, 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 I you're, you're thinking that Bitcoin's going to go down to a thousand and stay there. No, 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 no. If it does get down there, it's only going to be less than a day, like an hour. It's going to be an hour or two. Okay. And then so, it's going to so be a true capitulation. Mm -hmm. I got you. I got you. Cool, man. So, hey, I think uh, this is a good good meeting. I definitely hope to have you on again. We're going to have to talk more about just uh, precious metals. Uh, you know, I, I was a, a big believer and still am a big believer of precious metals. But I think that, you know, COMAX and how the price suppression is going with that uh, plays a role as far as from an investment vehicle may not be as in, as um, attractive as I think Bitcoin may be for the years to come but uh definitely man any final words uh you, you have any um i think you have a wallet or something correct yes actually i have uh, a wallet called pandora's wallet that i'm working on and also i have a, a company called uh davincicodes.net um, and uh, there you can find some videos on how to trade brian's little lady style those videos are free uh they'll show you how to trade uh altcoins so that you don't have to, to lose money when you trade altcoins. Basically, it's a really simple system where you buy low and you sell half on a double to make a lot of money. And I made a ton of money doing that. And you can too. Now, if you really want to learn how to trade like a pro on a daily basis, check out therationalinvestors.com, right? I'll be providing a link uh, for, so you can uh, get $50 off of the, 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 the classes. And Brian will take care of you. Trust me. He taught me everything that I know. And if you want to help us uh, uh, with uh, the, the beta testing of our wallet, check out, check out com, And there we are uh, beta testing our wallet. It's a, We have a lot of problems, and we are fixing them, and now they're, they, they are getting fixed. Very shortly, we'll have a lot more coins and solve all the issues that the, the wallet has. So if you want to help us out, uh, head over to that uh, that website, www.pandorswallet.com. Thanks. And I'll definitely have to have you back on about trading too, man, because uh, I've been 
been trading for 12 years now. So uh, we, we'll have something to talk about. So again, Da Vinci J15, the man, the myth, the legend. Another episode of Kicking It Session with Crypto Blood. And I'm out of here, people. Peace. Peace.